Somebody ain't God and the family was the favorite and you was the least favorite. And so now everywhere they go, they bring this bondage, this bitterness where they hate all the favorites. They hate the favorites at church, the favorites on the job, the favorites. At, they hate all the favorites. Why? Because they was rejected and not the favorite when they was growing up. We talking about the psychology of a hater. All right, I got one more announcement. She don't want me to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Grace. Bring me the purse, please. Hallelujah. She's so shy, y'all. Hallelujah. <clears throat> y'all, first lady done released her own purse. Amen. All right. She, uh, she designed it, got it manufactured. Amen. Is 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 nobody. Amen. Is her. Amen. And the line is called Queen. Amen. How many queens we have in here? How many queens we have in here? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, well, this purse is for the queens only. Amen. It's for the boss women only. Anybody hear me up in this? So if you're not a boss, don't you get this thing. Don't touch this thing. All right. And we're going to be checking too. All right. We're going to check your boss ID. It's got a signature lining of pink on the inside of it, which will accompany every queen purse. Amen. They like the red bottles, but it's the pink, pink. All right. All right. I don't want to open it all the way, pretty. All right, but this is one. You can't? I can't? I don't know what you got in here. <laughs> Lord, ever. But um, we, this is one design, but um, we, have, we have plenty of designs. She has plenty of designs coming out. Yeah. She has plenty of designs coming out. Amen. So this is just the clutch bag. And so be watching for that, y'all. You see, it's just so handy. You know, you can hold it how you... I don't know how you hold it, but you could... You could just... You know what I'm saying? You could just, there's so many things you could do with it, hell. And we're coming out with the men's edition. Amen. I'm just speaking those things that are not as though they were. Hallelujah. But anyway, give God some glory for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. She didn't want me to do it. She was like, no. I said, you want me? She said, no. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. So John 9 and 13, we can start reading. The Bible says they brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, he put clay upon my eyes and I washed and do see. Therefore, said some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. They say unto the blind man again, what sayest thou of him that he opened thine eyes? He said, he is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked them saying, is this your son who say, who ye say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but by what means he now see it, we know not. Or who had opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age. Ask him. 
he shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews, the Hebrews. For the Hebrews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Messiah, Hamashiach, he, would, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore said his parents, he is of age, ask him. God, we thank you for your word and we bless you just for giving us a Bible. Now anoint us and give us a word in due season, God. Let it bless us in every way imaginable and save the lost in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give y'all some glory in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Saints of God, we um, just picking up kind of where we left off. Amen. In John chapter 9, we, we talked about problems from birth. And so we got involved in, amen, the testimony of the man who was born blind. And we looked at the problem, amen, his blindness. We even talked about the limitations that the blindness had put upon his life, amen, because back in those days there were temple restrictions, and we know that there were limitations to his, his way of, of earning a living, and so we talked about all of that. We not only talked about the problem, we talked about the solution, if you remember, because Jesus came along, hey, God, and Jesus healed him. We got deep into the manner in which Jesus healed him. Jesus spit in the dirt and made mud, made clay, huh? and anointed his eyes and told him, go to the pool of Siloam, the pool sent, and go wash, amen. And the man washed and came back seeing. We also talked about the after party where all of his neighbors and the people that knew him, amen, and only knew him as being blind. And now this man that they only saw and knew as having no sight, they always saw him with his eyes closed. They always saw him a certain way. This man comes back, eyes wide open, seeing, walking. So the people were amazed and they were like, how, what happened? Who did this? And he gave a testimony. A mighty testimony of what Jesus had done. Testimony was so effective, not perfect, but effective. The people began to say, where is he? Where is he? Amen. Because they knew that a prophet was in their midst. We pick up, amen, and the Pharisees are going to jump in this story, right? And when the Pharisees jump in the story, amen, hallelujah, this is going to be all about hate. All right? This is going to be all about hate. In fact, the title of the sermon is, Haters gonna hate. Amen? That's the, that's the title. Huh? And for those that like the proper elocution of the English, English language, we just put that for you. Haters will hate. All right? All right? And for those that like a more educational statement, huh? Got something for you too. Haters have an overwhelming propensity to express their disdain for you by getting upset and throwing shade on your progress, your blessings, your accolades, and our achievements. All right? All right? But the hood title is what? Haters gonna hate. That's what they do. That's what they do. So just want to hit everybody in here so that we can all get some understanding. Because we need to understand this. All right? Because the fact of the matter is, is that we all have haters, all right? We all do, all right? And it's important to know that. It's important to be able to deal with that. 
And it's important, amen, not to be one yourself. And so this, hey, God, hallelujah. So, so this word is, is very important, and it's just coming straight out the scriptures because, you know, the Pharisees are just some haters, all right? I have in my notes that haters are really a ruler that measure your success, all right? Their haters are a ruler to measure your success, all right? I think I have that form up there, sound booth, hey, God. I love y'all can just follow with me. But, but needless to say, if you're not doing too much, you won't have plenty of haters. All right? But the more you do, the more you excel, the more you succeed, is the more haters that you're going to get in this life. All right? And it's just a sad fact. And it's a fact that's in, 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 uh, especially true amongst our people. All right? All right? And hopefully I'm going to get into the psychology of hating before we leave this morning. And you'll be able to see, amen, why it's amongst our people. All right? And so we're talking about haters going to hate. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a measuring rod, a ruler uh, to your success. Huh? Uh, uh, if you're not doing much, then you won't have many haters. But if you're succeeding and excelling, then you're going to have a lot of them. But, but what do you do? Not succeed? What do you do? Not be a success? No, you let the haters hate. All right? I'm going to give y'all some glory. Amen? All right. So we will have three points. Okay? It's all about haters. It's all about haters. All right? Um, first point is that haters will find a reason. All right? Haters will find a reason. Second point, haters will attack your bros. All right? Hallelujah. We're having a little trouble back there, but don't worry about it. We're going to do this the old school way. Haters will uh, attack your bros. Third point, God will vindicate you. All right? God will vindicate you. All right? And uh, I'm hoping to get to all of it this morning, but if we don't, it's all good. All right? We'll be back here uh, uh, next Sunday morning just rocking it out. Amen? And, uh, and so we're talking about haters going to hate. Let's go to 913 and just break this word down a little bit if y'all don't mind. The Bible says, they brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind, all right? And so we're just going right back to the story of the man who was blind and healed. And, and what happens after, they, after the after party, they bring him up, and, and, and they all looking at him, and they want to know where Jesus is. And, and, and what do they do? They bring him to the Pharisees, all right? And we're going to shift our focus. If this was a movie, we're going to shift our focus from the blind man, and we're going to zoom in on the Pharisees this morning, all right? Uh, uh, because they are the haters. In verse 14, and it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. So we find out a little bit more about the healing. When Jesus healed him, it was the Sabbath day. The Hebrews, they arrest. And there was a bunch of laws and a bunch of things, amen, that they allowed on the Sabbath day and that they didn't allow. And, and they make him a, a, a real point about how Jesus spit and made mud with his spit. And they're saying that that's a violation of the Sabbath day. And how Jesus healed the man, and that's a violation of the Sabbath day. All right? Somebody say, haters gonna hate. That's right, that's right. Verse 15, then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. So the Pharisees asked the blind man, they said, man, how did you get your eyes back? How did you, how did you get your sight? Now, in verse 10, the neighbors had already asked him this. And he already told them what had happened. All right? And, 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 and 
It's something when people keep asking you the same question over and over again. All right? And it's a sign, I don't even have it yet, it's a sign that, that a hater might be in your presence. Because they see you do something awesome, but they want to know how you did it. All right? And we'll get to why, because they ain't doing nothing. And, and, and they want to know how you did it. All right? And, and that's what haters do. And, and so the blind man, he can feel their vibe. And so he begins to get a little agitated with it. I told y'all already. Why you keep asking me this? And so if you'll find the story keep getting shorter and shorter. In verse 15, he put clear on my eyes, I wash, and do see. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all know how we get now. Ask me that one more time. All right? Because you can feel the vibe of haters. Huh? You can feel the vibe of haters. And if you ask God for discernment, God will show you every hater that's in your life. All right? Because we all have them. We all have them. And, and, and we're going to take a, a hater break for a second. And I want to show you, amen, how to spot a hater. All right? How to, how to spot a hater. Because, because the, the fact of the matter is we have secret haters. Yeah, Ms. Denise, we, we not only all have haters, we have secret haters. Ms. Denise, you got secret haters. People that hate you. And you and you say, how are you gonna hate on Miss Denise? All Miss Denise do is pray. That's all she do. But they're gonna have people that hate on your prayer life. Look at your neighbor and say, You got secret haters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do we spot our secret haters before we get too deep into the text? All right? All right. Number one, quickly, they criticize everything you do. Everything you do, nothing is good enough for them. Everything you do, they criticize. They nitpick. Huh? And we're going to talk about this on Tuesday, how huh? some of our people make a man an offender for every single word. You say a word wrong. You know, he should have used D right here instead of the. You know? You know, God forbid you quote the Bible and get your story a little mixed up. You know? Now they think you're from the Antichrist. You understand what I'm saying? You know, but it's a good sign when you have a highly critical person in your circle that that person is a hater, all right? They nitpick, and you, you'll be able to see that. Secondarily, they're going to have negative remarks even when you do well, all right? When you get blessed or you succeed or you do good, huh? You won the game, you know? But they'll tell you, you should have did this, this, and this. Negro, what's wrong with you? Huh? Haters gonna hate. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. They'll tell you this. You, yeah, the new car you bought is nice, but boy, how you gonna pay that car note? They'll come to the land that you just bought. Well, you got a lot of acres. How you going to cut all of that? Oh, all right. We getting some revelation. We getting some revelation. Ooh, your hair nice. That's a wig. In front of everybody. Do that while we do an offering. It's one of the ushers. Ooh, your hair nice, girl. Is that a wig? Is that weave? Is that your business?
Negative remarks, even when you do well. All right? Thirdly, they don't respect your presence. They don't respect your presence. You know, you're anointed, you're gifted, you're blessed, you're a man of God, you're a woman of God. And you bring certain things into the room, into the table when you show up. All right? You got it like that. You have strengths. Amen? And to be honest with you, when you show up, hey, God, some people should be happy when you show up. When you enter the room, when you get called on the team, they should be happy, Bryce. You know? But haters, even though they should be happy when you show up, they're not happy. You enter the room and everybody else, hey, how you doing? What a hater do? They turn your head when they hear when you walk in. Negro, you know you see me. You've been watching me since the parking lot. You know you see me. I see you peeking out the blinds. He coming, y'all. Listen. But when I walk in, you're going to turn your head like you don't see me? Oh, no, we got a secret hater in the room. Hey! Anybody hear me up in here? All right, is this revelation a little bit? We're talking about the Pharisees. They're some haters. All right? What else about a hater, Pastor? How do, you, how do you point them out? They don't celebrate you when you win. All right? When you get blessed with a victory or accolade, if you pan the room, during your moment of exhilaration, you will be able to see your supporters and your haters. All right? All right? Your supporters going to clap and celebrate you. Your haters just going to look. You see? They don't celebrate you when you win. You know? They don't celebrate you when you win. You see? If you look good, they're not going to celebrate. If you get blessed, they're not going to celebrate you. If you get that house, they're not going to celebrate you. How many people ever had people that should be telling them good job or celebrating them not say a single word? Anybody had that, huh? All right. Guess what? That's a secret hater. Nine times out of ten. And it hurts. Why? Because it's people you love. It hurts. It's people that you celebrate. When they get something or do something, you their biggest fan. They get, a, they get a few acres, you got that rolling in the dirt. I love this place. My God, this is great. You get a little something. They don't even come by. They don't come by. And they don't even say congratulations. When they come by, they act like they've been saw it. Negro, this is your first time here, and you ain't going to say nothing about it? You jumping up in my car, my car seat then came out to, to receive your bottom into it. Look, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about some jets and stuff. Look, and the, and the hater will get in and not even say nothing about it. Like every car do that. You a hater. You a hater. And haters gonna hate. You see? Number five, they don't support you. They don't support you, all right? And this is a good way, because you got to be careful. Because they're going to give you words of support. I believe in you. You're going to make it. You're going to succeed. Your business is going to just blow up. Man, nobody cuts hair like you. 
then why you don't come cut your hair by me? Nobody does hair like you, man. Why you ain't never let me do your hair? Your business is awesome. Why you never came a single day and spun a single cent at my business? You see? Haters don't support you. And you love them, and they could be sisters, they could be brothers, they could be friends, they could be church family and friends. But you got to look at your life with discernment. Have they used your services yet? Have they been to your business yet? Have they bought your CD yet? Huh? Because they're going to talk a good game, but listen, listen. Most of the time, like the Lord said, they draw nigh with their mouth, but their hearts fall from you. Have they ate at your restaurant yet? Listen to me. Because that person that's talking like they down with you, where your treasure is, that's where your heart really is. So if you ain't even come by, you ain't even support, how you, what you, you a hater though. You a hater though. Now y'all quiet. <laughs> because y'all thinking about all the people in your life that talk like they with you but not really with you. In fact, haters will prefer to put their money in someone else's pocket than to put it in yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. You selling cold cups, somebody else selling cold cups down the street. And you know your cold cups better than that lady cold cup. You know. You got that, you, you make it with the Kool-Aid that's already almost a solid when you pour it. That thing jump in the cup and say, y'all ready? And just jump in the cup. It's more like a jello gelatin, that's what it is. And you freeze that, I'm telling you, you got it. And you got it hopping. Kids come from everywhere. They hook on it. The cop didn't put a warrant out, but they didn't, they didn't find it. It's just Kool-Aid. We, we think it's a narcotic, but it's just Kool-Aid. And this lady over here with some more sweet and low, some more. <laughs> and your best friend, your homeboy, your ace boon coon. You look out, everybody coming by you, and they, 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 they with you. But you see them down the street spending their money with Miss Sweet and Low. <laughs> you got to hate them. And it's a secret hate. And that's one way you can tell. Because the, where the money go, the money don't lie. Come on, give y'all some glory up in this house. <laughs> Woo! Now, of course, if you can't do the business, that, that's, don't take every word I say. Now, of course, if, you, if, you, if, if, you, if your friend can't do it, you see, for other reasons, all right? But we're going to watch them reasons close. Pastor House, I know I got a secret here that they always comparing and always copying you. I'm trying to tell y'all. Man, listen, I don't spend time on this. They always comparing. They want to talk about what you have versus what they have. Baby, that's not your business. They want to compare your house with their house. Want to compare their car with your car. Your hair with their hair. Your shoes with their shoes. 
Come on, baby. Come on. But not all, only always comparing, but always copying. Because a hater, oh God. Haters are your biggest fans. I'm telling you, Miss Leola. You don't know it, but they're your biggest fans. Why? Because deep down inside, they really just want to be like you. That's why they hate you, because they want what you have. They, they want your look, your talent, your gift, your business. They really want to be you. Huh? So they're your biggest fan. They just don't know how to express that a holy way, a righteous way. If you're my biggest fan, clap for me, Negro. You understand what I'm saying? You're my biggest fan. Support, Negro, you know? You know, but they, 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 oh, God, they manifest that from a bad place, from a dark place. And we're going to talk about what makes a hater a hater, you see? Because there's some problems that happen on the inside that make a hater a hater, all right? And so they're going to copy you. You know, now it's one thing if you see your girl with something and she, she clean. You walk up to her, you tell her, Miss Rebecca, you're clean, Miss Rebecca. Miss Rebecca, you're so clean. Next Sunday when I come through, not next Sunday, but next month when I come through, I'm wearing the same thing, Miss Rebecca. All right? And if somebody in the church say, you clean, you know what they're going to say? I, I saw Miss Rebecca with that on. And she gave me a revelation. Somebody say revelation. I'm trying to tell you. You see, that's not a hater. That's a supporter. That means you done motivated somebody. That's a, motivation and emulation is two different things. You want to motivate people and you want people to motivate you. But what a hater do when they copy, they see Miss Rebecca and then they act like they don't see Miss Rebecca. And they're only looking when Miss Rebecca not looking, but when she looks at it. And they never compliment Miss Rebecca. They don't celebrate her. They don't say you're looking good today. Nothing. No, no, no support. No celebrate. Nothing. Nothing. But then a week or two weeks later, they come in with the exact same thing. You understand what I said? I'm talking about, let me look at Miss Rebecca good. Come up in there with the chain, the mask to match. Haters copy you. They copy. And go out and get the same car you get, go ahead and get, get the same house, you know. And, and, and that's okay to motivate and, and to do that, but, but it's going to be from a different heart place. Y'all understand what I'm saying, huh? Motivation and not emulation. All right. Our hater break is over. Let's go back to the text. All right. All right. Because we got to understand who the Pharisees are. And we got to understand that they some haters. All right. And so, hallelujah, going to verse 16 of our text. All right. I'm telling you, I feel like I'm forgetting something. And I don't want to forget nothing, Lord. You know, because we, we helping them, Lord. You see? Yeah, don't forget nothing. Okay, yeah, that was it. 
verse 16. Look what it says. It says, uh, uh, therefore said some of the Pharisees, watch this, this man is not of God. Talking about Jesus. Talking about this man is not of God. He is God. But that's how far hate will take you. This man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day. He gave us the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. You see? You see? I have in my notes, y'all, listen. This is all because of hate. So, But the Sabbath day stuff, I have in my notes. When God seems to break our traditions or our theology, don't check God. Check your traditions. You understand? Don't ever check God. Check your traditions. All right? On the issue of the Sabbath, Jesus in another place points out that the Pharisees are hypocrites. All right? And I'm going to have that for you. Haters are hypocrites. They're hypocrites. Yeah. You see, Pastor, what's going on? Well, the thing that they criticize you about, they're usually doing the same thing. Huh? Or have done the same thing. All right? In our Bible, we don't have to turn to it, but in Luke 13, guess what? Jesus said, y'all tripping. He had just healed the woman who was bound for 18 years. Remember the one that couldn't stand straight up? She walked around just like that all the time. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus had healed her. And they was mad at, her, at him because he had done it on the Sabbath day. And Jesus said, how dare y'all? How dare y'all? He said, y'all mad at me for loosening this woman. When this morning, on the Sabbath, all of y'all got up and loosed your ox from his stall so he could go get his water and eat his food. Jesus said in another place, he said, you mad at me for pulling this person out of the horrible pit. But some of y'all, last Sabbath, your sheep fell in the pit. How many of y'all going to leave your sheep in the pit until Sabbath is over? Your sheep is dead. Your investment is gone. You done lost some money. Jesus said, y'all some hypocrites. I lose this woman, you lose your ox. I pull somebody out of a pit, you pull your sheep out of a pit. Haters are hypocrites. They are. Because they hating on you, Brian, but in the secret, they doing exactly what they hating on you about. They doing the same thing. The exact same thing. You see? Pastor, what you talking about? Listen to me, man. I have a quote for you. A person's biggest flaw is usually the flaw that they see in other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flaw that you always point out in somebody, take a look at yourself. Liars get the most upset when they lie to I can't believe you're a liar. And they're the biggest liar on this side of the Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, sexual immoral people, adulterers. He's he's running around on his wife. Negro, I just saw you in the car. What a man. Oh yeah, and, and that's another thing. The ones that's 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 so mad about the homosexual. Oh, I hate him, I hate him. Y'all know the story? So mad, can't talk to him, can't show the love of Christ, can't do nothing, so mad. 
Want to fight them and beat them up? Huh? Catch them on the weekend. They be in the club. Look, they clap them chains. Haters are hypocrites. And the flaw that you so often point in other people and raise up and criticize of other people, when you look close, that's your flaw. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you mind your business. That's why you got to mind your business. You see? Yeah, man. Come on, man. So they ask us a question. How can a sinner do such miracles, they ask. Well, well, a sinner can't. Can't. If you see somebody moving with the power of God, the anointing, the healing of God, the two things are inconsistent. God is not doing grand, anointed, miraculous things for somebody living in the trash pile. You got to be meat for the master's use. Anybody hear me up in here? There's a holiness, there's an operation. So, so they're looking at Jesus' works and they're saying he's a sinner. It's not true. You see? It's not true. But that's the way haters operate. You know? And Jesus is telling them, judge the works for the works' sake. You see? And so when you see somebody moving in the anointing and the power of God and God working miracles for them, but then you got a hater chirping in your ear, amen, be careful. Be careful, man. You know? You could be talking about the power of God. You borderline blaspheming the Holy Spirit, man. Because you're not giving God the glory for the things that's happening. <laughs> Woo! Come on, keep moving, Pastor. You see, but the problem is a hater, huh? You can do anything you want to do to prove that you're from God or that you're in God's will. They will not believe you. They will not believe you. Why? Going back to our title, haters go hate. That's what they're going to do. Can we do that better than that? All right. One, two, three. Haters go hate. Thank you, Lord. Y'all such a blessing this morning. You see? I have in my notes that haters will use a pretext. Huh? They will use a pretext. Remember that word, Brother Carl? We talked about it, a pretext. Huh? And that's an excuse. All right? They hate you for other reasons, huh? but they're going to use a pretext, an excuse, huh? why they're hating on you. In our context right here, they're hating on Jesus because they're jealous of Jesus, y'all. They're envious of Jesus. The crowds are coming to Jesus. Everybody coming to see Jesus, amen, and they just mad at that. And so what they do, they find something that, that looked like Jesus done did something wrong, and they focus on that. And that's what haters going to do in your life. They're going to find just a little piece of a thing. And the problem is, is that all of us make mistakes. All of us say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. We're going to drop something, mess up something. And so for a hater, it's easy. It's easy for a hater to find a mess up because we all mess up. Anybody don't mess up in here? How many people mess up in here sometimes? We all do. So that's why haters, hey God, that's why they, they have something to grab onto because we all make mistakes. But they're going to use your mistake as a pretext, an excuse a reason to hate. You know what I'm saying? Now, 
Let me see here. Brent, I'm 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 a I'm a I'm a go out of order. And uh it's okay. We just flowing. And I want to talk about what's wrong with haters. All right? What's wrong with haters? Let's get into the psychology of it because we see the Pharisees some haters, but why? You know? And you got people in your life, all you trying to do is do do you for God. That's all you trying to do. You ever ask the question, why they like that? Why they talking about me? Why they, why they just don't mind their business? You ever felt that before? And the way we live is we live on a social media world. So haters are amplified because of social media. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. They, they amplify. Now they're not going to support you by liking or sharing or subscribing, but they're going to throw shade on you. Anybody hear me up in here? Come on now, don't fall asleep on me. Hallelujah. Here we go. What's wrong with haters? Let's talk about the psychology of it. huh? Number one, the reason haters hate is this. They're not doing anything meaningful in their own lives. All right? That's why they hate. All right? Because they're not doing anything meaningful. All right? Pastor, what you're saying, they're not maximizing their moment. All right? They're not self-actualizing, as Mazdo hierarchy of needs would say. Uh, uh, um, they're not fulfilling their purpose. All right? Uh, 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 and, and, and haters, amen, uh, uh, are usually not happy people. Did you catch that? Yeah. Haters are not usually happy people. What you mean is not going good for them. They're not in a good place. They're not fulfilling their, thank you, Miss Angela. They're not fulfilling their purpose. You know what I'm saying? They're not fulfilling their purpose. They're not maximizing their moment. Huh? Their marriage might be messed up. Huh? Their, their family structure might be tore up. Huh? With daddy, with mama, with sisters, with brothers. Their job situation, messed up. You see? Their business, not doing good. Spiritually, they're not going up. You see? I have a quote. Happy people never hate. <laughs> Say that with me. Happy people never hate. If you happy where you are, if you're if you doing, doing you and doing God, you ain't going to have a problem with nobody, baby. You're not going to have no problem. Why? You don't have time to worry about nobody else. You're trying to get yours on this side. You on mission. You on, you, you, you're on the job. You grinding. You hustling. Huh? And you're happy. And if you're happy, why in the world would you ever hate? Happy people don't hate. You see? And so when we talk about the psychology of a hater, we're looking at a person who's not happy, you see, that need to find love, that need to find joy, that need to find their purpose. What I'm telling you is, is that your haters need help. Woo! They need help. And you sitting there mad with them, and I wish I could have get to it, hey, God. But next time, we're going to talk about how to handle them, and it's not easy. And I'm not going to say I've been perfect at it, all right? But we're going we're gonna to work with this as a team. 
You know what I'm saying? We're going to counsel one another through this. Anybody hear me up in here? Because your haters need help. They're unhappy. They're unhappy. You know, they really are. And you got to be careful yourself not to live in an unhappy place yourself. All right? Because you will become a hater if you ain't finding purpose. If you ain't better in yourself, if you ain't better in your relationships and your marriages, if you ain't trying to strive, huh? You, you, you're going to begin to be a hater. Because what's happening is you're on the track, but everybody passing you up. And instead of run harder, instead of trying to better yourself, you just talk about everybody that's moving by. Look his legs. <laughs> yeah, look our hair. Chicken head, chicken head. Yeah, she's faster than me, but look at her. You see? And it's because you want happy. Because happy people never hate. Come on, give God some glory up in here. Just a real practical word for you this morning. We, what we talking about? Haters gone hate. You see? So your haters are unhappy. Listen, haters are hurt people. They're not only unhappy, they hurt. All right? We're talking about the psychology of a hater. They're they unhappy people. And let me tell you, when you understand the psychology of a hater, guess what? You're going to easily begin to pick them out. Oh, baby, you need, you need help, baby. You need help. You unhappy, baby. You only talking about her because you unhappy. Come on, get yourself some happy. Get yourself some happy, baby. All right? And then the next thing you're going to see, oh, You heard. The baby heard. Come see. You heard? Because hating people are hurt people. You see? They hurt people. Something happened to them. Listen, we got to care. We have to care. I'm telling you. And it's all going to play an effect when we talk about how to really deal with your haters. Because if you know where they come from, you're going to be able to help them. The haters will cry for help. You see? And you're going to be able to help some of them, but some of them you ain't going to be able to help. But I'm here to tell you, not everybody you can take with you. You understand what I'm saying? So you got, sometimes you got to, maybe I try. You know what I'm saying? So, so haters are hurt people. What, what, when were they hurt? In their childhood. They was abused, misused, rejected, left out some kind of way. And what you have going on re reminds them of a place in their childhood where they was hurt. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. Could have been, been being abused by mama, daddy, cousin, uncle, verbally abused, rejected, huh? Somebody, a God, and the family was the favorite and you was the least favorite. And so now everywhere they go, they bring this, 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 oh God, this, this, this bondage, this bitterness where they hate all the favorites. They hate the favorites at church, the favorites on the job, the favorites at, they hate all the favorites. Why? Because they was rejected and not the favorite when they was growing up. We talking about the psychology of a hater and they just heard. They just heard. 
Going back to their childhood. Yeah, I'm talking about Little League. They was cut from the team. Bryce, you know what I'm talking about. Look, you just don't cut it. But coach, all we doing is shooting marbles. There's something wrong with your thumb. You just can't. And now everywhere they go, they trying not to be cut. So they slander people. They sit down there, and, they, and the whole attempt is not to be cut. Not to be cut. I don't want to be cut. I don't want to be cut out of a relationship. I don't want to be cut out of the ministry. I don't want to be cut out from the job. I don't want to be cut. Cut hurt me, and I don't want to be hurt again. So hate is my defense mechanism. I will throw shade, I will slander, I will wish, whisper in the coach's ear, the boss's ear, the pastor's ear, the ministry hate here, ear, uh, ear, ear, ear. I'm gonna whisper on social media to knock these people down and lift myself up so I'll never be cut again. The psychology of a hater. They just hurt people. They people that's been been dumped in relationships, let go, huh? abandoned. And they just live life trying not to be abandoned again. They, they are people who've been fired from jobs, jobs that they really had like or love, but for some reason they just didn't cut the mustard. And all of these things, as you see and watch your haters, you're going to see one of those things. Maybe you just heard it. They fired you. You don't like Steve Jobs because you lost your job. You see? Who's that man at Amazon? What's his name? Bezos, you mad at Bezos? Bezos don't know you. He got one shop in Karen Crow over there. He don't even know that shop exists. And you got fired and you're throwing shade on Bezos for the rest of your life. You just hurt, baby. Don't deal with the person that fired you. Deal with the bitterness of being fired. What are we talking about, y'all? Haters. And what haters going to do? Haters going to hate. They will. They hurt. They hurt. All right? Come on quickly, Pastor. Keep moving. They have low self-esteem. Yeah. A hater is really a person with low self-esteem. All right? They don't believe in themselves. See? And they have a, 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 a tendency, a God, to look the part. But deep inside, they're not the part. They might be pretty, they might be, be athletic, and, and, but for some reason, they just don't believe that they cut the mustard. Low self-esteem. And what that low self-esteem does, it makes them feel inferior to people. So when you walk in the room, hey God, they feel like, oh, she's better than me. Oh, she's prettier than me. Oh God, look at her hair. Look at her shoes. Oh, look at her. Look at her shape. Oh, my. I mean, everything. And, and, and for the men, the dude pull up in some. Oh, God, look at his car. Look at his house. Oh, look at his chest. Nah, man of God, you should not be looking at that man's chest. <laughs> you got a problem. You got more problem. You see what I'm saying? Look at his athleticism. Look at his shot. Look, look, at, look at his or her intelligence. Look at their wisdom. Look at their understanding, their comprehension. Look at their leadership and their administration. And a lot of the times, we have low self-esteem. So we feel inferior. 
And so when they walk in and we see their gifts, we feel small. And what a hater do instead of feeling small and saying, let me better myself, let me, let me work, let me read, let me get educated, let me practice my craft, my trade, instead of bettering themselves, what the hater do when they feel small, they want to push and make somebody else small. So they throw shade and they throw hate. But it's all because they have an inferiority complex within themselves. And this is why this is so attached to us as a people. Because bottom line is, as a people, we have been bred and whipped and oppressed and depressed into inferiority. You can only claim that they have a superiority complex when deep inside you got an inferiority complex. And so here you are, you the biggest, you the fastest, you, hey, God, but yet and still, you feel something is wrong with you. And it starts with the color of your skin. Ooh, we breaking it down. And so as a people, we, I'm telling you, man, every single, listen, listen, it's in our DNA. And just because you're not inferior on a large level, guess what? Don't you have portions of your life that you feel inferior in? You see? Yeah, you might be intelligent, but you can't walk and chew gum at the same time. And so while you're confident in books and you're confident in, in, in this area, you inferior in this area. Ooh. Yeah, you could cook, but you can't read. You understand what I'm saying? And so in the kitchen, you're confident. You up in there like emerald, the black emerald, Hebrew, Hebrew emerald. But let them open a book and start discussing current events. And you feel inferior. And you're sitting in there and nobody concentrating on your food no more. And they're all listening to the girl who, who knows what's going on in the news and in the White House. And then read her history. And you feel smaller and smaller. And then you, throw, you start throwing shade. Look at her. Yeah, she's small, but look her head. Look her head. Look her head. Who want a head like that? That's how we do. That's how we do. Or the smart girl, look at the lady that cooked good. Yeah, she cooked good, but baby, maybe she need to stop eating all that good food. This is the only way I can do it, Heb. I got to bring the Bible concept into real world so we can see the error of our ways. The Pharisees were some haters. And we got to be able to spot them, identify them, and know the psychology of it to protect ourselves, but also to help them and also not to be haters our own selves. Anybody hear me up in this place? It's a low self-esteem problem, man. But it's also an insecurity. It's also an insecurity. We are insecure, and that's partly because of low self-esteem, but we insecure. We get a job, we get a relationship, we get something, and, and we're happy about it. But when somebody else comes in who have a look, who have a shape, who have an intelligence level, who are talented or gifted, in the area where we happy at, our marriage, our job, our ministry, the church, when somebody else comes in and they look like a threat 
to our secure position, we feel insecure about that. All right? All right? Let me break that down. All right? I'm going to break this down, baby. Somebody say, break it down, Pastor. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Listen, man. Listen. Look, look, look. It's, it's an insecurity. Now, let's take it down now. Spouses do this all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, especially if you love your little woman. No. Or your little husband. Baby. That's mine. And somebody else walking. Mm-hmm. And they got it like that. Huh? But a man of God, you love your little wife, boy, but somebody come in with everything you don't have. Huh? He got the leg, the chest, even his neck fine. You understand what I'm saying? Like, he turn around, hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> neck got muscles. And here you are, you up in there, you're like, You done sucked in so much, you about to disappear. <laughs> and what is our natural response? Especially, hallelujah, if we don't, because our imagination, we, 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 it looked like our woman, and, and look at Look at me, what's she looking at? And so what we do? We throw shade. You know what I'm saying? He on them rods, he on steroids. <laughs> yeah, he looked good, but he probably beat his woman. You know what I'm saying? He looked like a wife beater. <laughs> we start throwing shade. We start throwing shade. All he must do is work out. He ain't got no job. You saw his shoe? Look at that man's shoe. Yeah, he fine. He a pro, but he wearing pro wings. Yeah. Can anybody hear me out there? Don't you fall out your seat, Madison. Listen to me now. We do that. And the ladies too, yeah. Oh, baby. Ladies got a little haterade in them. Because as we talk about haters don't hate, don't think that every now and then in the right situation you won't, you know, because of insecurities. Huh? And so here you are, lady, you know, you with your man. You with your man. You know how hard you have to fight to get this man? Keep this man? You know how many, how many things you done been through with this man? You've been through this man on drugs, smoking weed. Listen, baby, I'm about to give this man up for something. And so here she comes, Rapunzel. You understand what I'm saying? Come up in there, boy. Woo! Walk up in that room, the temperature change. And it looked like the beat dropped when she walked in, Annalise. It was quiet. Then that song went, bum, 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 bum. Oh, uh, 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 uh. She's mighty, mighty. And you see your husband going like, look, he jamming to music. No music in the room. He like, Listen. So you look at your husband, you what would you jamming to? First thing the woman of God do. Yeah, the woman of God. Oh, I can see the track. I can see the track. Yeah, she need to color that middle and that wig a little more. I mean, look at her makeup. Look at her makeup. That had too long. How she get that in the car? 
You know? You know? So, so because of insecurity, all of us can be placed in a situation where we begin to throw shade. Now, you might naturally not, not be a, a critical hater like those that just hate, but you're just trying to protect something that's yours. You see? You see? But we got to be careful. There's different ways of handling that. You see what I'm saying? Instead of throwing shade. And we have situations where, where older women hate younger women, but it's all about just the shade, baby. Intelligent women, women with knowledge, hate women with wisdom, but it's all about the shade, baby. You see? You see? Men that's in shape hate men that's out of shape. Men that's paid hate men that, that ain't paid. No, no, men that ain't paid hate men that's paid. <laughs> you know what I'm but it's all about insecurity. And let me tell you, spouses do it to each other, boy. They get home and they hate, man. And they turn the hearts of, of their husbands and wives, man. You know? I mean, let me, let me, y'all still up out there? I don't want to let go of you just yet. We got to just, we got to just dig this thing up. Because of insecurity in our friendships, not just in our, our marital relationships, but in our friendships, this insecurity, hate can come out. Just our friendships. You know, you, know, you might have a boy or a girl, and that's your dog, man. And, and listen, this go from middle school all the way up to grown-up adulthood. Let your friends start spending time with somebody else, calling somebody else. Hanging with somebody else. You're going to feel a threat to that relationship. And that insecurity could turn you into a shade-throwing hater. You know? And there you go hating on your girl. girl. You know, yeah, but she was talking about you. <laughs> you don't even know her. You know what I'm saying? You know? So we do, we do that for our friendships. Huh? Watch this. On the job? Oh, you got your little position, baby. You know how hard you work to make that $13.26 an hour? <laughs> and this new kid on the block come understanding them, 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 them boxes with the screen and the keys on that, the computer, they understand all that. <laughs> and you think you say they're going to take my job. They're going to be promoted. You got a propensity to hate. In school, somebody making better grades than you. In sports, somebody play better than you. Hey, God, in life, somebody more popular than you. Huh? And it's all based on your insecurity. And listen, guess what? It happens in church as well. Yeah, yeah. People are insecure in church. Yeah. Oh, man, they're going to pass me up. I'm going to be a deacon. They're going to pass me up. I can't let pastor see them. I can't let first lady like them. You know? When we hear somebody preach or teach or sing, insecurity, you know? And because of that, we throw shade. You have no idea how many people don't like each other in church because of just hate based on insecurity. Yeah, yeah. And as a pastor, I always try to, to encourage you, you know? And you can ask our leaders, what God has for you is for you. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody gonna take your job, take your position. It, it doesn't matter. You know, they could sing, they could, they could, they could dance, they could, they could do the Running Man and the Roger Rabbit at the same time. Who cares? 
Miss Rebecca laughing. Miss Denise, stop laughing like that, Miss Denise. You see? The thing about insecurity is you're not secure in your own self, in your own position, in your own talents. When you, when you trust in God, you're not going to be worried about nobody else. Because whether they fire you, they move you, they leave you, huh? it means that your season was up and God got something else for you. And the way my God works, his blessings keep getting better and better and better. You just got to trust in God. You know, that's why haters hate. And lastly, we talk about this so much, we ain't really got to go deep into it, but they also hate because of jealousy and envy. They just want to be you and want to have what you have. And so that's why they pretty much hate. You know what I'm saying? And so we got to be careful out there. Amen. They will hate your look. They will hate your dress. They will hate your speech, your singing, your dancing, your leadership, your gifts, your talents, your cooking, your promotion, your raise, your popularity. You losing weight, they going to hate. They gonna, I'm telling you, man, they're going to they gonna hate your marriage. Huh? They're going to hate you because of your children, your car, huh? your house. They will see your progress, your blessings, your accolades, and your achievements. And they will hate it because they don't have it. They will say, hey, God, anybody hear me up in here? Huh? They will say something negative, huh? At the very wrong time, man. It's right when God blesses you the most is when they're going to have the most negative thing to say about you. Boy, haters, haters is going to hate. And so we have to be careful. Huh? We got to learn their vibe, understand who they are, be able to spot them. When we spot them, hey, God, we're going to see next time, hey, God, that we have to do our best to help, help them, all right? But, but those that we can't help, hey, God, and those that, 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 that's just chronic haters uh, uh, bringing you down with them, all right, it will come a time when you're going to have to part with them. Anybody hear me up in here? When, when you discern that it's not just a bad place for them, it's not just a bad, bad season, but they have chronically become a hater. Like, that's who they are. And they just stay there. That means that sometimes, man, you, you, you got to break bread and you got to break relationship, eh, God? And, and, and it's for the good of both. Because as they watch you thrive, oh, God, anybody hear me up in here? Because it's your season and you are thriving. You will be blessed. As they watch you thrive and be blessed, they can't stay near you. It's going to hurt them to stay near you. They can't take what you have now. They don't want to see the end of 2022. Woo! My God. My God. And so some of them, you just got to look. You got to give them the Heisman. Look. Uh-uh. Back up. Ah. For your own good. Ah. It's going to hurt you. You know? Some you can help. Some you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to depart. You see? But this is also important, hey God, to heal the hurt and the hate 
in our own lives, y'all. Because you could sit down there and clap and talk about your haters. Because while you clapping about this sermon being for your haters, somebody in here clapping and saying, hmm, it's really about you. you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And look, man, let's just be real. We, we, we all throw shade, yeah, y'all. Ooh, baby. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah, baby. Ooh, baby. Y'all hear me up in there? All right, all right. Come on, give God some glory in this house. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not going to go to point number two. We're going we're gonna to take our time and, and kind of slow roll that. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going we gonna, to we gonna understand the haters. We won't be them ourselves, hey, God. But we're going to come back and, and talk about some of the tactics of the haters. And, and then we'll get to God vindicating us. Amen. And so let's go ahead and, and let's pray it out. Amen. Even now. And, and then we're going to, hallelujah, give an opportunity for some altar time. God, we thank you so much, God, for the truth of your word. And we praise you, King, that you're taking us as a people to another level, God. We thank you so much that you're going to heal our low self-esteem and our inferiority, God. Uh, and that you're going to help us to get along with one another, King. We thank you so much, God, that we're not going to be crabs hating on each other and pulling each other down, God. But we're going to be, hallelujah, we're going to be one another's biggest fans, Father God. And so help us as a people to turn the corner, God, and, and to be like the other races of men, Lord God, and, and to be uh, uh, people who, hallelujah, Lord God, really uh, encourage progress in one another. And so our prayer this morning is that you would search us Search us and see, Father God, the places of our insecurities, God. Search us and see, Father God, the places of our, our low self-esteem. Uh, search us and see, God, the places that we have been hurt in, God. Uh, the places, God, that, hallelujah, God, we've been rejected and abandoned or, or let go and fired, God. Just, just please, God, help us not to hold on to hurt God and and we pray that that you would help us to be happy Lord God uh, we only hate because we really not happy uh, show us our purpose God uh, help us to maximize our moments that you've given us uh, help us oh king to find our way and self-actualize God God because if we can be happy God Oh, God, we can be worried about our own stuff and our own selves. And we can actually be happy for others when we're happy ourselves, Lord God. God, we need you right now, God. You're the only one that can do it, Daddy, right now. And Father, as a church, as a people, we pray. We pray for our haters, God. Come on, wherever you are, just, just think about your hater right now. Come on. I know, I know. Just put their face in your mind right now. Think about the person that's giving you the most trouble, trying to pull you down. And come on, let's pray for them. Let's pray for them. Somebody say, Lord, bless my hater. Heal the pain. Make them happy. Lord, bless my hater. Fix what's wrong with them. 
Fix the insecurities. Fix the low self-esteem. But help my haters. And bless them. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give God some glory in this house. Ushers, open the gates. Open the gates. We're going to have a little altar time if you are here. Hey, God, and you would say, Pastor, I don't know if I'm saved. Your message spoke to me, and it felt like God was in this place just kind of talking to me. I was alone in here with God, and and Pastor, I don't know if I died, hey God, if I died, if I would go to heaven, but I, I want so bad to know that I'm all right with God. If that's you, we're going to have some altar time, and we're going to pray, and God's going to save you. If you're a believer this morning, and maybe you saved, but you done lost your way, but you're back today, and you ready now to give God the highest praise that he deserved and to give him your life. You mature, you ready, you done made your mistakes and you like the prodigal. You done tried the fall country, but you ready to come back. And yeah, if that's you, hey, God, we're going to have some altar time and you'll be able to come and, and pray with me. And for the last group, hey, God, listen, this group is tailor-made for this message and Maybe you've been having problems dealing with haters because we're going to find that it's not easy dealing with them and you could deal with them the wrong way. I get that. I get that. I get that. And so you've allowed them in their bad place to pull you in a bad place. Even this morning, even this morning, we're going to pray at this altar that God will pull you up out of the place that the hater done drug you to. You see? We're going to pray. And then this last group is for those that's bold enough and, and real enough because not everybody can do a hard evaluation and say, listen, I am guilty of throwing shade on people. Not everybody can do that. Only big girls and big boys can admit when they feel insecure, they feel low self-esteem, when somebody else's success kind of bothers them a little bit because it makes them feel like they ain't doing nothing. Listen, listen, only big boys and big girls can admit that can admit that they feel some kind of way when somebody come in a little more talented than them, that look a little bit better than them, that got it going on more than them. It, 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 it take a man or a woman to say that, but, but, but if you could say that and say, listen, I've treated people that God done brought in my life to bless me, to help me, to pull me up, to take me to the next level. They've, they've come in more than me because God wanted them to bring me up. But instead of allowing God to work with me and them, I've hated on them. And I've thrown shade on them. The very blessing that was in my life, I sabotaged. Listen, if you got a problem with shade, with insecurity, this altar call is going to be for you as well. And so we've given a whole bunch of list of things. Hey, God, if in your spirit you need this altar this morning, come, come, come. Let us pray together. Let us pray together. Come.
Let us pray together. Let us pray together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray together. Come on. We're taking 2022 to another level, baby. Come on. Come on. We're going to serve God in 2022, God. Hallelujah. Hey, we're going to rededicate ourselves in 2022, God. Hallelujah. Hey, we're going to be able to identify all of our haters in 2022, God. Hallelujah. We're going to find our purpose in 2022, God. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to mind our business and not throw shade in 2022, God. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Then we're going to worship, but we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Say with me, God, I know I'm not perfect. And you know everything I've done. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And cleanse me. I believe in you, God. You rescued my life. You died for my sins. You were buried in the grave. And you rose on the third day. Save me. Forgive me. Use me. Show me my purpose. Show me your vision for my life. Help me to be happy. Heal my pain, the hurt, the rejection, the abandonment. Heal my pain. Tell God, fix my self-esteem. Bless me with confidence in who you made me to be. Help me to no longer be insecure. I trust you, God. What you have for me is for me. Bless me. Never to throw shade. Never to hate. But always celebrate the people around me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And use me for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give God some glory. Hey, my response. is Queen? Queen is a product line that we wanted to launch to help identify all of the queens. And you, you ask, why did we select the word queen? Well, we wanted a word that would encapsulate black beauty. And we selected queen because queen means 
royalty. We know that women, there is a royalty in every single woman. And when you see a woman that is driven, that is focused and excellent and striving for excellent, that, that's a queen, my friend. We wanted a product line that would say, this is how she looks. This woman embodies the essence of queen. So why a handbag? Well, we picked a handbag because handbags are not mere accessories like just any object, but a handbag, like every item that we pick to put on, describes a part of who we are. And the handbag that you carry says a little bit about you. And this handbag is, it'll just, it'll say queen all over it because of the class of it, the simplistic nature of the handbag, the genuine um, leather of the handbag. It says queen all over it. I'm calling for all of the queens. So if you're out there, this bag is for you. It'll just, it'll just show everything about your essence, your inner beauty, your outward beauty, your excellence, your drive, your passion. This is for you. This handbag is for all of the queens.